Part three and final of session 84. Let's finish this conversation on sexual energy transfer. Let's begin. In the last episode, we discussed sexual energy transfer in various ways. We talked about a refresher on it because we haven't actually gotten so deep into it since possibly session 30 and maybe in the 40s, we talked a little bit more. So it's been a while and we had to refresh a couple of things and even Don asked a question that was sort of already answered. So we we had to go back to uh, a little bit of a refresher as to how this works so i won't go back to all of that uh, we only have three more questions but one of them is quite long um, and yeah let's let's do our best to finish this this is definitely going to be a shorter uh, episode so we left at question 19 so let's start there it's a long question and Don says, I didn't mean to cover previously covered material. This is what I was saying before that Don asked a question that Ra had already answered in a way. So he apologizes for that. I was trying to work into a better understanding of what we're talking about. He says, with background of the veiling process. And what I was actually attempting to do was to discover something new in asking the question, so please, if I ask any questions in the future that have already been covered, don't bother to repeat the material. All right. Then he continues on and says, I am just searching the same area for the possibility of greater enlightenment with respect to the particular area, since it seems to be one of the major areas of experience in our present condition of veiling that produces a very large amount of catalyst. And I am trying to understand, to use a poor term, how this veiling process created a greater experience and how this experience evolved, shall I say. The questions are very difficult at times to ask. Then he says, it occurs to me that many statues or drawings of the one known as Lucifer or the devil is shown with an erection. Is this a function of this orange ray blockage? And was this, shall we say, known by, in some minimal way, you might say, by those who devised these statues and drawings, etc. Ross says, there is, of course, much other distortion involved in a discussion of any mythic archetypical form. However, we may answer in the affirmative and note that you are perceptive. So... All of this is, well, to finally ask about statue of Lucifer, I think it was, right? Drawings and statues, okay. So the drawings of statues and statues, I don't know how old they are. Um, probably Gnostic, I don't know. I don't know what the, the origin might be, um, the drawings and the statues, but they, they possess that. I don't know if the Christians would have done this. But in any case, the, the point is that, and I think if memory serve, let's check, but I believe that the in the tarot, there is also 
the devil is shown with an erection, isn't it? Yeah, the matrix of the spirit, the devil, uh, is, is shown with an erection. So we're talking about the same thing here. That's why Don says Lucifer or the devil. So what does this represent? Let's um, first let's get Ra's answer in context, and then we'll talk about this. Don's question is about the depiction of this erection as um, a function of an orange ray blockage. So um, that is correct. It's all that Ra is saying, right? We may answer in the affirmative and note that you are, that you are perceptive. That is actually very perceptive. I would not have imagined something like that myself. So that that's actually, I mean, well, Don was caught for this work anyway. So uh, on the other hand, Ross says that the discussion of any mythic archetypical form is is quite extensive. So it's something that they cannot, uh, just like any archetype in the Tarot takes a lot of time and possibly never enough time because it's a study. So we don't have to uh, study this too much. Um, I mean, we can if we want to, but not not here, not now. <laughs> um, I think, again, it's a representation of what an orange ray energy blockage is. And I guess it's it makes a lot of sense because there is a constant uh, desire for sex, right? When there's an orange ray blockage, as well as yellow, but hey, at least it, it refers to something. So those two, they, uh, they're represented like that. Now, I do want to give a little bit of my own experience and my own musings. I was actually discussing this with Julie yesterday because I have actually experienced something similar of the archetypical nature of um, feeling like a worm or a snake and it's quite interesting because um, I'm gonna share Julie's experience first and then mine because mine is a little bit more associated with this but just to get more context I believe that we uh, we we tend to visualize in our minds just like if you didn't watch uh, you should have watched the first part of this session when they talked about the nature of contact uh, if you don't please go revisit it because this is very important to understand uh, what I'm trying to explain here um, the nature of contact is a a whole mechanism for a message of of the deeper self to surface out symbolically as some sort of form that the entity can make sense of and like Ra said not lose its mind or go crazy so because sometimes and I think um, in a way I've actually been uh, talking about this too with my son how we run fever dreams and fever dreams can be so disconcerting because you have no idea what's happening right so something like that i believe is what we try to avoid when which we, we have visualizations 
Okay, so why am I saying all of this? Because we are, we have a propensity, obviously because archetypes or the archetypical mind to perceive things from a certain perspective. And so this perspective that I want to talk about is the, uh, the feeling of being in a state of animal, um, uh, of animal behavior. Okay, and that doesn't have to be just sexual, as I'm going to explain with Julie, um, as she had a, in the beginning of our, of our path, uh, we were experimenting with plant medicine, and one of her experiences was that she was, um, she was, she, she felt like she was in this mud, and she was like slithering around, and it was, you know, herself being involved and there was something else that was calling up to her so you know that now i can see that there is an archetypical behavior or visualization that we see ourselves in that position because why in our structure we associate ourselves with animals you see and what is the lowest animals that we see worms snakes because they are um we historically we have always seen them this way Right? They are, they're the lowest because they, uh, they're just about survival and they have no mind, basically. They do have a mind, but uh, in terms of what a mammal would have, for example. And we know we revere mammals, in, uh, perhaps not in this society, <laughs> but historically we have revered uh, mammals because they depict a lot of intelligence. So closer to third density. I love that I can actually talk about this here. <laughs> um, so... In, in a way, um, I think we associate ourselves with this because our mind is trying to tell us that's where you are. You know, if you want to see where you are in terms of your behavior, um, and for her, I, I don't even remember what it was. I know it, it might have been sexual. I just don't remember. Uh, but I don't think it was. It was something else. And yeah, eventually... Um, all of that, because visions tend to go this way when you're in a psychedelic trip. Uh, they tend to go in the positive direction, eventually. They, you need to see all the darkness and then uh, there is a... It once, once you um, surrender yourself to the experience, you're taken to the positive side or the ecstasy and so on or the calm side. So I thought that was very interesting. We were talking about this yesterday, and I myself have felt the same thing when I, I thought I had a I had a huge reflection on my sexuality, and I noticed that I would uh, I saw a part of me, just like that, just like a, um, taken, uh, completely taken by the, the sexual desire, and I'm not myself anymore. It's almost like I'm unconscious, right? So. It's a big realization, and you wonder, you know, why? Why do I feel this way? Why do I? I look at myself. Uh, it sounds terrible to say, but yeah, with disgusted, you're disgusted with what you see. So, I I associate that with. Again, I may be wrong in this, but I associate this with our archetypical mind and the way we actually visualize things because we're all part of the same structure of mind right 
the same unconscious and we all come from the earth our bodies our uh, tendencies our biases our desires instincts all of that is coming from the same uh, gene pool if you will so we can relate to that we have every single uh, animal inside of us uh, and it's not it's not just dna but just but mentally we we are connected to the whole earth so our behaviors depict that and this is not it's not anything new it's not novel we know that we have associated um, good things and good behaviors with respectable and noble animals and terrible things with um, you know the lowest caste of the animals so something to consider right something to think about uh, and again that's just my interpretation of this archetypical uh, discussion especially lucifer which is that part of you know the, the devil that that represents the lowest uh consciousness if you will so yeah okay so let's go to the next question question 20 don says then with respect to the green blue and indigo transfers of energy how would the mechanism uh, for these transfers differ in making them possible or setting the groundwork for them than the orange ray he continues and says, I know this is very this is very difficult to ask, and I may not be making any sense, but what I'm trying to do is get to an understanding of the foundation for transfers in each of the race, and the preparations for the transfers, you might say, or the fundamental requirements and biases and potentials for these transfers. Could you expand on that for me, please? I'm sorry for the poor question. All right, so what is Don's question? He wants to know the difference in mechanisms for these energy uh, centers to engage in transfer, yes? So for this transfer to occur, there needs to be a mechanism activated. And what is that? We're, of course, we're talking about higher energy centers at this point because we already know how it happens on green ray, right? because he said, yeah, to green, blue, and indigo transfers of energy. Um, how do they differ? And so it's not, it's not a difficult question, but let's see what, uh, what Ross says. They say, we would take a moment to state in reply to a previous comment that we shall answer each query whether or not it has been previously covered. For not to do so would be to baffle the flow of quite another transfer of energy. And that is due to Don saying, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, uh, the question that we opened this, this episode with. Uh, sorry to go back to, I didn't mean to cover previous material and so on. And so Ra is, saying, Ra is basically saying, relax, it's okay. You can ask any questions and we will answer. Um, if we don't do so, then actually we'll be baffling another transfer of energy. Um, I like they were very, um, uh, I don't know what the word would be, but they, they, they use the, the topic that they're talking about to, to refer to, to an answer. So I kind of like that. Um, skillful, very skillful. All right, so what do they say about this question? Um, to respond to your query, they say, we firstly wish to agree with your supposition that the subject you now query upon is a large one. 
for in it lies an entire system of opening the gateway to intelligent infinity. You may see that some information is necessarily shrouded in mystery by, by our desire to preserve the free will of the adept. So this is very important because we're going to enter a territory in which we we won't be able to know much, okay? Because Ra is not going to tell us um, anything practical aside from just some tantalizing uh, information. First, they say that um, they agree that it's a large one. And of course, we're talking about a whole system for making contact with intelligent infinity, right? Um, an entire system of opening the gateway to intelligent infinity and obviously making contact with it. Um, there are other systems, of course. So like I said in the last episode, don't feel like you're missing out if you haven't developed this sexual energy transfer or you know there's something that you need to do about it or whatever. Uh, if you feel compelled to do it, great. But if not, then it's not necessary. People definitely go through enlightenment without sexuality. It's not needed. But it is great that it's acknowledged because, like I said in the last episode as well, I think a lot of uh, spiritual traditions and religions have repressed too much sexuality and we it's a taboo topic. We, we barely talk about it. Why, why has it been relegated to... Um, to mysterious talks and you know everything in the shadows and uh, we could talk about this a lot more uh, we have been seeing changes in the world recently uh, hopefully this is one of those things uh, but who am I to to guess what's going to happen I just know that it's been repressed for a long time and we, we're seeing a lot of those uh, pendulum effects that I call when something has been repressed so much uh, and it's seeking its balance, but it's been on one side of the extreme, uh, one extreme for too long. It goes with a huge inertia to the other extreme. So that's why we see so much of this uh, sexual, um, uh, all, all the sexual extremes that we're seeing in our world. I won't mention anything specific, but just everything that we see right now. It's basically extremes because what we're looking for is to see this as sharing a meal or something else. You know, this is it's a casual thing. It's it should be honored. It should be respected. Uh, but we don't even do that. We we eat like animals too. <laughs> uh, so so many things could and should actually be integrated in the spiritual path as something that is revered, as something that is sacred. And we don't do this with rituals or anything like that. We do this with uh, presence of mind. And that's the problem that we have. We're not present. We're always in our minds. And that is what liberation is about. It's about you becoming present. So you're listening to this. You're on the path of liberation. So all these things, I'm sure, resonate with you. So... Um, it's a, it's a very complex thing to talk about. And um, Ra finally says that some information is going to be uh, shrouded in mystery because they, they want to preserve the free will of the adept. Okay, so this is important. Remember free will of the adept as we go through. 
and I'll mention it of course. But keep it in mind, free will of the adept. Rock continues and says, the great key to blue indigo and finally that great capital of the column of sexual energy transfer, violet energy transfers, is the metaphysical bond or distortion which has the name among your peoples of unconditional love. Hmm. That's a very important thing. So at this point, we're talking about Green Ray. So Ra has mentioned this. It, it's not only on sexual energy transfer, but just your, uh, your behavior, your being, the more it is acting from unconditional love, meaning from the heart, from understanding and acceptance, then the higher there is, see, you're crystallizing your heart. Uh, this is a whole conversation, right? How to crystallize the um, heart energy center, which is, again, in the direct path, I, I summarize all of this as becoming aware of who you are and constantly going back to yourself. That is, uh, if anything, it takes care of everything. Um, it makes you even more aware of all the processes, your individual um, characteristics and how you, um, you spontaneously are, the genuine you. So we're talking about that. We're talking about unconditional love. That's the heart chakra, okay? Now, they continue and say, in the blue ray energy transfer, the quality of this love, which is coming from the heart, is refined in the fire of honest communication and clarity. This, shall we say, normally, meaning in general, takes a substantial portion of your space-time to accomplish. Although there are instances of matings so well refined in previous incarnations and so well remembered that the blue ray may be penetrated at once. So this, um, again, there are two possibilities. Um, this is something that needs to be worked on over time with, um, with your partner, right? That's what they're saying. The blue energy transfer, um, it's, uh, it's refined in the fire of honesty uh, or honest communication and clarity. So, yeah, how, how honest are, are you with, with your partner and how much do you practice this, this openness of being who you are and uh, sharing everything together? So that is something to consider everybody, including me. I consider this a lot because uh, it's a great step, you know, to go from unconditional love. It's, it's quite difficult, I must do it must admit that it's quite difficult to dissolve your ego, especially with the person that you live. And then, you know, uh, not only dissolve that ego, but be able to communicate this, this love, this acceptance, this, all of this uh, continuously to, to the other person and to give without expectation of, of receiving anything. So again, this is all, I don't think this is, um, this works both ways. I'm saying sexual and non-sexual. You you can become like this with anybody who you have a relationship. It doesn't have to be sexual, uh, but of course it uh, it depends on the other person how much you know they 
they would want to reciprocate. So uh, I believe it's, it's, it's more geared towards sexuality at this point because it's supposed to be something that both of you agree with. So this may take a substantial portion of our life in essence, but there are instances of couples that because of previous incarnations, they match very well and that Blu-ray may be penetrated at once. It, it's not going to happen right away, but it may be penetrated at once. Um, I, I may be biased in my, my thoughts here, but I, I'm glad I have the relationship I have because I've been able to, to explore all these things to a degree. I don't know to which intensity, but to a degree. And, and that, that gives me at least some, uh, some insights into what this might be. So, what else did they say? They say, this energy transfer is of great benefit to the seeker in that all communication from this seeker is thereby refined and the eyes of honesty and clarity look upon a new world. Such is the nature of Blu-ray energy and such is one mechanism of potentiating and crystallizing it. So, again, um, we see it's a great benefit to the seeker. Once, I mean, I, I'm thinking about the mechanism of the energy centers. Once we, um, once we crystallize, yes, the more we crystallize these two energy centers, the blue, uh, green and blue, then that is what's going to potentiate the indigo ray because that is, um, like Ross says, you know, in the eyes of honesty and clarity, look upon a new world. Everything changes, right? Because you're no longer seeing things from from the lower energy centers or the separate nature uh, of reality, but from uh, from the inside out, from consciousness, from pure awareness. And such is the nature of Blu-ray energy, and of course of the transfer, because that's what it's being transferred. And such is one mechanism of potentiating and crystallizing it. Uh, this would be sexual energy transfer. It's not the only one, like I said, but it is. Um, it is one. Okay. So they say, as we approach indigo ray transfer, we find ourselves in shadow land, where we cannot give you information straight out or plain, for this is seen by us to be an infringement. We cannot speak at all of violet ray transfer as we do not, again, desire to break the law of confusion. They finally say, we may say that these jewels, though dearly bought, are beyond price for the seeker. And my suggest that just as each awareness is arrived at through a process of analysis, synthesis and inspiration, so should the seeker approach its mate and evaluate each experience, seeking the jewel. Now, here is, um, here is something to speculate, right? <laughs> they didn't give us any information about indigo or violet ray uh, because there is, there is the possibility of infringement. So they, there's nothing there for us. And yet they say that these are jewels that are dearly bought. I can only, I mean, this is just 
please take this with a huge grain of salt. <laughs> um, I think it's dearly bought because at this point you are... Um, there is no longer you. You see, the, there is the transcendent self is the one who is sharing energy. There is, there is no you. And yet that experience is the highest you can possibly have um, in terms of spirituality, I guess, and energy transfer. You see, I'm not trying to say that if you have sex one way or another, it's not the highest, but within context, that's what I mean. Um, they say, we suggest that just as each awareness is arrived at through a process of analysis, synthesis, and inspiration, so each awareness of this this energy that is available once we crystallize or uh, activate and crystallize further these two energy centers uh, green and blue in sexual energy transfer then the seeker approach so should the seek oh no so in the same way as we we synthesize all of this individually so in that way should we approach our mate and evaluate each experience seeking the jewel yeah, this is this is beyond my my possibility of of even imagining what this means. So I won't even try. <laughs> um, but at least it leaves us with a good taste of what sexual energy transfer should be. And it's not something that is foreign to what we know because it's all about the energy centers, and we know that the energy centers are in essence. Um, how we see the world, how we see our, ourselves and others. So how we see the universe. And if you, if you are in this process, then I think sexual energy transfer will be something um, that will happen naturally. You see, you don't have to seek, you don't have to do anything specific. It'll just flow naturally. That's just my speculation, of course. So yeah, I wish we had more material on this, but we don't. Let's go to the next question. Question 21, Don says, is there any way to tell which ray the transfer was for an individual after the experience? Is there any way for the individual to tell in which particular ray the transfer occurred? And I think we talked about this already. Uh, but well, let's see what Ross says. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this. Ross says, there is only a subjective yardstick of measure for such. If the energies have flowed so that love is made whole, green ray transfer has taken place. If, by the same entities exchange, greater ease in communication, greater sight has been experienced, the energy has been refined to the blue ray energy center. So, two, two things. Um, we know we start energy transfers at the heart. So if there is mutual love, I mean, it doesn't have to be mutual because we know that one person who has uh, a green ray and the other one doesn't has a blockage then um, there is still a transfer right there is still some transfer going on um, or is that is that right what I just said I believe it is uh, you just don't you didn't you just don't increase your energy if I mean whoever has um, the green ray or heart chakra um, crystallized at this point or just activated. 
So the measure is love. If you feel that love, right? Love is made whole. That is a feeling. I mean, we can't, I can't tell you what thoughts are going to come. It's just a feeling of love, of connection, of acceptance, of, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's love. What can I say? <laughs> it's a feeling. We haven't been able to define that. So I'm not going to try it here. If by the same entities exchange a greater ease in communication, then it's the blue energy center. I suppose what they say with greater sight is um, it's more clarity, right? Of being able to see uh, the other person, I guess, uh, or maybe in general, you know, you just see an improvement in your life. I think this is also possible. I don't know if I've ever experienced this, but it could be, you know, that after sexual intercourse, you feel that you have greater clarity or perspective. Who knows? So greater sight and communication. You feel a lot more honest and feel that you can you can express yourself. And then they say, uh, they're gonna leave us in mystery, of course, again. But they say, if the polarized entities by this same energy transfer experience, uh, by this same energy transfer experience, find that the faculties of will and faith have been stimulated, not for a brief while, but for a great duration of what you call time, you may perceive the indigo ray transfer. We may not speak of the violet ray transfer, except to note that it is an opening to the gateway of intelligent infinity. Indeed, the indigo ray transfer is also this. But, shall we say, the veil has not yet been lifted. So, we can see why. I mean, I'm going to speculate a little bit here. I think um, the way they... See how I said, sometimes we divide the energy centers as the bottom three, the middle two, and the last two, right? Because we have the bottom three to be part of the, uh, the vehicle, the illusion of separation, and so on. Uh, this is the material world. Then the heart and the chakra, uh, the blue uh, energy center, the throat chakra. Then the two are working in conjunction, right? Because it's, it's a lot of love, or not a love, it's unconditional love uh, being expressed. So it's a sort of cycle that is going there. And I think the two go together. I appreciate that explanation, actually. And then there is the indigo and violet ray, which are what we call spiritual. So we can say that the mind is this, is the heart and the throat chakra. That's the mind. We have body, mind, and spirit being the indigo and violet ray. So I think that's why Ra doesn't want to infringe. And that's why I mentioned before to keep in mind when they say free will to not infringe the free will of the adept. Why? Because the adept is supposed to find out for itself. Now, if they do give some sort of suggestion as to what indigo or violet ray experiences are, then the adept will be expecting that. That is an infringement on free will because you need to explore, you need to find out. It's like, listen, the adventure is yours. Go find out. Uh, it's not something for us to talk about because it is so beyond words and so beyond experience that yeah there is um, or it's not beyond experience um, 
It's it's beyond something that can be described. Uh, so anything that can be described is almost like saying define God. Whatever you do, it's just not gonna cut it. So yeah, I think I think that's that's at least a portion of why they say all of this. However, they do say that indigo ray you may know because there is the faculty of will and faith. Now these two things are of course uh, part of the adept's path. So I wonder if negative beings can also uh, engage in this with sexual energy transfer for themselves. I won't even I won't even try, but it occurred to me that negative entities could use the indigo ray transfer. But in any case, um, they say that, of course, the violet ray they won't talk about because it's an opening to the gateway to intelligent infinity. And although the indigo transfer, that's why I said, that's why I pair uh, indigo and violet as experiences of consciousness that are spiritual, that are beyond uh, the mind and the body. It's just pure, uh, it's a pure experience or it's, it's what's beyond the mind, let's put it that way. So, or feeds the mind, we may say, right? Because that's that's how it comes down. It comes down from, from the violet ray. So that's the opening to intelligent infinity. Okay, so sorry that I don't, I don't have much here. This is all, well, I mean, Ra left us like this and I personally don't have much here. <laughs> so, this is the best I can do. All right, let's finish this session with the last question we have. Question 22, Don says, before the veil were there, he pauses and says, let me put it this way. Did the Logos or did most Logoi plan before the veil to create a system of random sexual activity or a specific pairing of entities for periods of time? Or did they have an objective in this respect? It's a pretty good question. Ra says, this shall be the last full query of this working. The harvest from the previous creation was that which included the male and female mind-body-spirit. It was the intention of the original Logoi that entities mate with another in any fashion which caused a greater polarization. So before finishing the last paragraph and getting deeper into all of this, because here we have, here we touch in territory that we can definitely talk about with more experience and more knowledge. Um, so what do we have? We have a question about the, the desire to mate, right? To, um, but mate not just in the sexual act, but pairing of entities, right? To, to find a mate, somebody who is going to, um, um, to match you, right? Your, your other half, let's put it that way, right? So was that planned by the Logos? Uh, and other Logoi also planned this before the veil? I'm not sure if Ra answers if this was before the veil. Maybe they do, I have to reread it, right? Because Don is asking before the veil to create a system of random sexual activity or a specific pairing. So random, just go with everybody or specific pairing right for periods of time so what was what was the plan would entities want to pair with somebody completely 
or just you know be like a like a bee you know going from flower to flower well Ross says that first the harvest from the previous creation so we're talking about yes prevail before the veil included that was part of the harvest so we had male and female this is something that I mentioned a while ago and I wasn't sure where Ra talked about this but yeah so try to imagine a universe without male and female it's kind of baffling to me isn't it so male and female existed in the last creation right in the last harvest that's what we harvested from before so prior to that I guess there was no male and female I guess we were experimenting without gender that's kind of interesting right uh, so gender is it's a sort of new thing now because of that the intention of the original logoi of all the logos right that entities mate with one another in any fashion which cause a greater polarization so what they wanted to see is um, that they would mate with one another right so it would cause a greater polarization. So what has proved more effective for polarization? Well, here's what Ra finishes saying. It was determined after observation of the process of many logoi that polarization increased manifold in the mating if the mating were not indiscriminate. Consequent logoi thusly preserve a bias towards the mated relationship, which is more characteristic of more disciplined personalities and of what you may call higher densities. The free will of each entity, however, was always paramount and a bias only could be offered. Maybe ask, may we ask if we have, if there may be any brief queries before we leave this instrument. That is it for, for our, our session. Um, so the bias was towards um, more exclusivity. So more being with one. Monogamy, basically. This makes total sense. As much as I actually appreciate polygamy and all of this, because there has been, this was taken wrong, right? So monogamy was sort of implemented as a rule. You have to be this way. So naturally, what is the world going to do? One extreme, like I said, move the pendulum and say, you're supposed to be monogamous. Eventually, people are going to snap, and they have been snapping all over history. It's just a rule that nobody follows, right? So better to accept the nature of humans, especially in the state that we are, that you want to be you know, with other people, you do it, okay? so. No shame in that. It's okay to do it. I think most of us have tasted all kinds of experiences with other people. And that's all well and good. It shouldn't be frowned upon. We shouldn't frown upon anything, but especially this in this society. So that's great. However, eventually, if your direction is to have a relationship, it's natural that you will incline yourself to be with somebody. Um, and I have actually met people like that who have been in polyamory relationships and they eventually realize that, yeah, it was fun, you know, it was great, but I, I now want a, you know, a specific partner. And it makes total sense. 
Now, Ra is saying that this is more characteristic of more disciplined personalities uh, and of what you may call higher densities. So in the evolution of the self, there is a desire to maintain a monogamous relationship, a one relationship. Now, there's something um, interesting about this too, and is that, like I said, there is no necessity at all to have a relationship. Just want to emphasize that. There is no need for a relationship. It's only if you are inclined in the direction of having one, then, and again, I don't, I don't want to advocate for one thing or the other. Everybody should experience whatever they want because that's what we're here for. And we have our own desires and what we want to do. But it makes a lot of sense that uh, as you evolve, you want to stay, especially in the human realm, um, you create a better relationship with one than say five, three, two even. Uh, you can dedicate yourself a lot more. There is less division or separation, especially with our societies, um, the way they are, the way it's criticized, all of this. So, you know, something to consider, something to think about. And But again, like Ross said, the free will of each entity was always paramount and a bias only could be offered. That means that the bias is there. Everybody has that bias. It doesn't matter who they are. No matter what kind of uh, poly, polygamous relationship they have, they all have that bias. They all want the one relationship. But free will is paramount. You do whatever you want. Conclusions. So, um, I believe that... Yeah, I, I'll just talk about sexual energy transfer as something that um, tied in with this last part. Uh, I don't think that you can just have... I think it, it definitely requires a... It's difficult to say really, but you have to be very conscious and you have to be very honest with yourself to know where are you in your in your state of sexual blockages and so on. Please always keep in mind that this whole conversation is only a pathway, a pathway to opening the gateway to intelligent infinity. It's not the only one, but it is a pathway. So it's not necessary, you don't have to, but if you are a sexually active person, then consider this. Consider this as a measure for your activities. Consider this as where am I, you know, in my energy centers? How do I desire the other person? What do I want to do? What do I want to give? What do I want to improve? What do I want to experience with them? Is it something just physical? Is it more of a intimate relationship or is it beyond that, you know, the total acceptance and so on? And I think everybody, or Yes, everybody has their own way to measuring um, how how they feel in this and who they feel they are in this 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 type of uh, activity. So I don't think I can offer much practical advice here. 
um, because I have my own relationship and I'm grateful that for close to 20 years we have been together and I can only see a couple of things, but I won't presume to say anything about my, uh, my relationship because I, I simply don't know. And one thing I can say for sure is that I, I have experienced the, um, the transfer of love because I, at that at least I can, um, I can see, I can feel, and some blue ray energy transfer, but again, nothing practical, nothing I can say. This is something that you could do, <laughs> do it yourself. So this is a very truncated conclusion, but it's all I have to offer. We finish session 84, um, session 85, I've had no idea what it's going to be about, but let it be a surprise. Just like Ra left us in mystery, I am in mystery of session 85. So as always, please check the descriptions if you want to support my work. You can go to Patreon, uh, you can check out my Direct Path course, or if you want to work with me, go to Instagram. You can text me there, you can send me a DM. And let's talk about where uh, where are you at in your process and let's see if we're a fit to to my mentoring which i've been doing and it's been a great great experience people have been uh, finding what they were looking for so if you want to know more i won't give you more details here go check out instagram and let me know take care of yourself and i'll see you in the first part of session 85